0: You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on on, on on a forklift.
1: It's time for the Buff Show.
0: 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, a, I mean, you think about it.
1: And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by, uh by president stop moving in that that that, that uh, you know uh, what's this thing called that's a teleprompter, joe we'll take it from here let's go go brandon i agree and here's your host matt buff Welcome to the Buff Show. Matt Buff, your host here. Check
0: out the BuffShow.com for show information, past interviews, and more. We got so much to cover tonight. We're gonna jump right in with our special guest, Hans Von Spaskowski from the Heritage Foundation. He's election law reform initiative and senior legal fellow. Welcome back to the show, Hans. Great to have you. Matt, thanks for having me back. We're jumping right in today because we've got to get back, get down to this espionage. And yes, Hans. I say espionage, and I'm going to post your article you wrote because this is go. This goes way beyond spying when it comes to the 2016 election, and even right. what happened after the election.
2: Yeah, no, it it does. Um, this is all because of a filing that John Durham, as you know, the special counsel, made on Friday, and he was he was raising potential conflict of interest problems with the lawyers were representing Michael Sussman. Michael Sussman is the former law partner, Perkins Cooey, who fed the FBI the false story about Trump supposedly having connections with a Russian bank, Alpha Bank, which was just a total hoax. It wasn't true. But as part of that, he, he, Durham revealed that uh, uh, the, the defense law firm, Latham and Watkins, also was representing someone they identified as tech executive number one. Who people have said is a guy named Rodney uh, Jaffe, who is a big internet entrepreneur, and uh, what this filing says is that, um, on behalf really of the Clinton campaign, to impress VIPs of the Clinton campaign, uh, he used his internet connections with a university, which had a, if you could believe this, a cybersecurity contract with the government, and. Other internet companies to basically uh, uh, vacuum up all the internet traffic at the Trump Tower and at Trump's apartment building. This is this is during uh, 2016, and then it didn't stop when Trump became president uh, because it turned out that Joffe's company had a contract, if you could believe it, with the White House to provide certain services to their computer services. And they continued to sweep up the internet traffic at the White House. They penetrated the executive office of the president. And what was the purpose of all this? Well, according to the motion, to gather derogatory information on Donald Trump. That's where
0: the witch hunt really happened. Yes. And this created the special counsel, Robert Mueller, down the road had created all this. And we yeah, there's so much footage of Hillary Clinton say, look at their Russia collusion. Look at their Russia collusion. And then for years we heard about it. Let's right. back up a little bit because we've sure. had a, a lot of talk about Watergate. Let's go back to June 1972 just for a second. Hans, at the Watergate Hotel in Washington, you talk about this in your article in the Daily Signal. Right. We're going to post this. Pre, uh, operatives from President Richard Nixon's re-election campaign were there to tap phones and steal documents. It was probably the biggest scandal, you say, in the history of American politics at the time. Right.
2: Yeah, it led led to the downfall of the president. But but keep in mind, they were caught.
1: (laughs) Yes. The burglars
2: were caught. So their wiretapping wasn't successful. They weren't able to steal documents from the Democratic National Committee to find out what the DNC was. They were caught. These folks engage in the same kind of burglary except using cyber, basically cyber security tools, and they weren't caught. Not only were they not caught, but they collected apparently a huge volume of data and information. So to me, frankly, that makes it a heck of a lot worse.
0: Well, the the actual crime itself, all right, in 1972. Let's let's look at that compared to actually. Planting information on someone else's server in order to hurt them. I mean, this is unreal. Like we said at the very beginning, this goes beyond spying. This is espionage because several arms of the government were involved in this.
2: Yeah, it's just shocking. And, you know, uh, Matt, as I'm sure you've seen, the liberal media, the New York Times, they're just downplaying this as if it's nothing. You know, here we have. We have um, electronic espionage um, being committed by one political campaign against another and then against the president inside the White House. And they're all talking like it's no big deal. Uh, Look, you and I both know that if a Russian agent or a Chinese agent had been caught doing this in the U.S., uh, he would be prosecuted under the Foreign Espionage Act and he'd be in federal prison for this.
0: Yes, he would be. I I was gonna get some clips from CNN and MSNBC to show you how they're covering this. Oh, guess what? Ons they don't exist. <laughs> they literally well, not, don't exist.
2: Yeah. They're, well, I'm not surprised by that.
0: No, it, it's it's true. Talk about Dushenko. Okay, he was basically the first guy to go down in this. He was the Russian operative that helped with the Steele dossier. Correct? Is he still right. in prison? What's his status?
2: Uh, well, as you know, he's, he's been, he's being prosecuted by the government. Um, he's the guy that made up, uh, the, the stories that a- ended up in the steel dossier. Um, so he's being prosecuted, uh, Sussman's being prosecuted, uh, for lying to the FBI. Remember when he, when he told the FBI, when he fed him this false story about the supposed connection between, between the Trump campaign. They asked him, well, are you representing a client? And he said, oh, no, no. Basically, he gave the impression he's just a good citizen forwarding this information when, in fact, uh, his law firm is representing the, the uh, Clinton campaign uh, and also representing high tech executive number one, Mr. Jaffe, the guy who was doing all of this, this uh, surreptitious gathering of this this data. So That's why he's being prosecuted and why he's got this big law firm um, protecting him. By the way, I I thought it was very funny, uh, serious, but funny. I don't know if you saw this, Matt, that um, in response to the motion filed by Durham, Sussman's lawyers at the law firm, Latham and Watkins, filed a motion saying that uh, all this language describing what happened ought to be struck from the court records because it's inflammatory. Well, yeah, it's inflammatory because it's true.
0: <laughs> it's like from Liar Liar, the movie, where he goes, I object, Your Honor. Why? Because it's devastating to my case. Right. The, the, uh, here's the official statement from the Michael Sussman attorneys. It says, unfortunately, the special counsel has done more than simply file a document identifying political conflicts of interest. Rather, the special counsel has again made a filing in this case that unnecessarily includes prejudicial and false allegations that are irrelevant to his motion and the charge defense, and are plainly intent to politicize this case, inflame media coverage,
2: and taint the jury. <laughs> I, I don't think... Listen, the one thing we know about John Durham is and look you know people have complained about how methodical he is right they they want this investigation to go at a faster pace he is a really good lawyer he would not make false allegations as as these latham and watkins lawyers are claiming there's only the only way he would make claims like this is if he has the evidence to completely support the claims he's making and um you know, one of the most interesting uh, little lines, uh, Matt, you probably saw in the filing that a lot of people have not talked about is, you know, Joffe, the tech executive, was asked, well, why did you do this? And he specifically says to impress VIPs at the Perkins Coie law firm and at, in the Clinton campaign, which, of course, raises the question, uh ah, Who in the Clinton campaign knew you were doing this? Who approved it? And how high up does it go? And I think you noticed Hillary was asked about this, right? And she didn't say, I know nothing about it. Uh, I had nothing to do with it. She just waved it off like it was unimportant. No adamant denial that that she didn't know anything about it and had nothing to do with it. You
0: know, it's too bad she was wearing a mask, because I would have loved to have seen her facial expression when mm-hmm. she uh, was asked that. And let, let's say you walk by somewhere, because I, w- I want to jump back into this tech one, this tech one guy. We But yeah. we have time for that. But I want to ask you about that, because let's say you were walking by and somebody, a reporter, says, Hans, why did you rob the 7-Eleven? What was your intention of robbing the 7-Eleven? Would you just wave him off and keep walking, Hans? Or would you say, what no. in the heck are you talking about?
2: That's exactly what my reaction would be. Yes. It's just
0: unbelievable how much they get away with. Um, A question that we had from our listeners to you, a listener asked, what's Biden's role in this? It seems like there's some information coming out that Joe Biden himself had some kind of role in this. Have you heard anything about that?
2: Uh, I've not heard anything about that. Um, The lawyers for uh, Sussman are trying to say, well, this was... This was occurring during the uh, Obama administration and that in fact, what was supposedly happening was they were testing, for example, White House um, computer systems and others to make sure that the Russians couldn't get into it. Well, yeah, maybe they were doing that, but they took advantage of their access and continued to take advantage of their access after Donald Trump became president to then do what they weren't supposed to be doing. They weren't checking for Russian malware, for example, when they're gathering up, scooping up all of uh, Donald Trump's internet traffic. Okay, That's got nothing to do with Russian malware.
0: No, not at all. Absolutely not. Hans, can you stay with me? We're up against a break real quick, but I want to dive into this a little bit more, just for a few minutes, if you got the
2: time. Sure. No, I can do that.
0: Okay, sounds good. You guys stay with us. We'll be right back on The Buff
2: Show. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant at an Irish pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events tonight. Live music. Tomorrow, it's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's restaurant and Irish pub in Lake Mary.
0: LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside... The number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer, Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here, rolling along with Hans von Spaskowski from the Heritage Foundation. Hans, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Just a treasure trove of evidence that came out from this one filing. Do you feel like um, there's – people were frustrated with the Durham uh, probe because it felt like it took way too long. Let me ask you first, why the process and why do you think things are coming out now?
2: Well, because i think this is just a very complex investigation i mean you know think about the special counsel bob muller spent two years something like 30 40 million dollars had a huge staff investigating this and here we have john what is john durham doing he's looking at that prior investigation trying to determine how it got started who was involved that that that's a lot of people a lot of documents, Um, just getting the documents, for example, from the Clinton campaign to see what involvement they had. You're talking about tens of thousands of pages of emails and other documents you have to look through. And that takes a lot of time. It's just, it's a very complex investigation, like I said, involving a lot of people and a lot of documents and going through all of that is going to take time. That's not a, It's not a uh, simple bank robbery case that you can maybe do in a couple of weeks.
0: No, you're exactly right. And, And as this information comes out, you can see why it took so long. Like when you talked about tech executive number one in the motion, Rodney Jaffe, an entrepreneur, internet data expert, and how he wanted to impress somebody in the Clinton campaign. So, the, the interesting thing about this in your article, like I said, we're going to post this on thebuffshow.com. Um, this from the Daily Signal, uh, Hans. When, when you look at, if you're going to do something of this magnitude right. with questionable legality to impress somebody else, you know you're going to tell them about it. Hey, look what I did.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And particularly when you are sharing the same law firm, because everybody needs to remember The same law firm, Perkins Coie, was representing Mr. Jaffe, tech executive number one, but was also representing the Clinton campaign, presidential campaign in 2016. So there's a confluence of people and events here. It's just, uh, it's just remarkable.
0: They reported on the Gateway Pundit that there might be up to twenty-four new indictments based on just all of this filing and things. Right. How high up do you think this actually goes, just from your research?
2: Look, I, that would be pure speculation on my my behalf. But uh, so I, I got nothing to base this on other than the fact that. Um, we know the history of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Uh, I think they Hillary Clinton was a micromanager when she was in the White House as the first lady. And I just have a difficult time believing that she didn't know about any of that. But look, you know, I got no evidence one way or the other on, on that particular issue.
0: Well, it's a a great point because she was, I mean, even in movies when uh, Bill Clinton was in office, even in movies, they joked around about President uh, Hillary, President Hillary. That that was a main thing being spread around there. Oh, yeah, President Hillary, because they know she was a big part of the administration and what was going on. So it'd be weird just to see her do a hands-off approach. Oh, I didn't know you guys were doing this, yet still go out there on social media and say, I can't believe Trump's Russia collusion. Well, if you know where it comes from, <laughs> you're trying to cover it up. Let's talk about political espionage. Espionage real quick. Hans, what do you define? Why is this beyond spying and why do you call it political
2: espionage? Because look, it's it's one thing to it's one thing to spy on a candidate. As you know, some some campaigns, for example, will hire somebody to go to all you go, go to, to go to all the events, right? Of the opposite candidates. And yeah, that's fine, but it that's legitimate. you know, they can do that. But it's espionage when you actually, um, for example, use uh, the internet to go in and basically get non-public proprietary information to scoop up internet traffic in a, somebody else's computer system. Uh, in fact, that may be against federal law, a criminal violation of federal law. And that to me, is espionage. And it's something that's really serious. And listen, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. um, You ought to be shocked at this kind of activity going on. And we need to make sure this kind of thing does not happen again.
0: Yeah. When you look at the Watergate with the tapped phones and the stealing of documents, it's the same situation, just different technology. Yeah. And planting. People ask, how do they plant something on someone else's servers? Like after Trump was elected and in office, the alleged incident was where they planted disinformation on their servers. So are, they hacked in to the federal servers. At that point, he was in the White House. So you have to have bigger access than normally. didn't Even what happened at Trump Tower is what I'm saying.
2: Do you think that would be a little more secure than what happened
0: at Trump Tower?
2: Well, I would think that the uh, White House right now ought to be reexamining all of its security procedures and what contractors have access to its computer servers. Because I would be extremely concerned that if uh, domestic companies, Internet companies, are going in and uh, going through my Internet traffic in the White House, well, if they can do it, what are the Russians and the Chinese doing?
0: Yeah, that's right. How deep does this actually go? I mean, did Russia benefit at all from how this played out over the next over the last few years from 2016, 17 and 18 when these investigations were going on? That probably was better for Russia, having um, all this confusion going on oh, within yeah. the government of America. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And and despite what you would read in, at M- here at MSNBC, Trump was a lot tougher on Russia than Obama had been, and he was a lot tougher on Russia than Biden has been. So having him basically have a plagued con- uh, presidency where he can't do things because of this huge investigation based on a total hoax, yeah, I'm sure it it helped it helped Russia.
0: And now look how Russia's behaving with a weaker president, with Joe Biden in there. People thought that they were moving back in Ukraine, but it looks like they're just moving into firing
2: position. Yeah, it's a very, very dangerous and very volatile
1: situation.
0: Yesterday, Joe Biden uh, blamed this situation on higher gas prices, even though there's been no (laughs) evasion yet. I mean, I don't know. Did you hear that? I know I'm kind of changing the subject a little bit on you, but get ready for high inflation because
2: of the Russia. (laughs) Well, yeah, and his press spokesman was... Also blaming the huge surge in crime that we've seen in all these cities across the nation on Donald Trump, as opposed to liberal policies to defund the police and basically uh, uh, cause all these other kinds of problems. I mean, including rogue prosecutors who refuse to prosecute all liberals, all supported by George Soros and liberal organizations. But no, somehow that's Donald Trump's fault.
0: Yeah, I was watching that on MSNBC this morning. They were kind of reiterating the th- the same thing. Because of Trump's policies and because of his distractions and because of January 6th, we have uh, riots. And they blamed COVID, too, by the way. Uh, they Of course, COVID's always a backdrop. COVID and Donald Trump, Hans von Spaskowski. <laughs> it's just unreal. This is just something else. And final question for you. Do you think that... Um, If they did a full investigation on the 2020 election based off what we just saw in Wisconsin with the mules and the uh, voter registration problems, do you think that 2020 would look at 2016 and say, hold my
2: beer? (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know if it would have if if it could change the results of 2020 election, but I think that the margins of victory would have been for Biden would have been quite a bit different, potentially, in states, uh, certain states like Arizona, uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, and elsewhere. Would that have been enough to change the final outcome? I don't know. And we perhaps
0: may never know.
2: Exactly right. Yes.
0: Well, Hans von Spaskowski, are you heading to CPAC this year here in Oregon? I am.
2: I will see you down there next week.
0: So we'll actually be uh, talking to each other in person for the listening audience. So that'll be a great. That's where we met the first time was last year at CPAC. So thank you for coming on to the Buff Show and diving into this major problem of espionage. We really appreciate you taking the time. Sure thing. Anytime. I look forward to seeing you next week. Yep. We'll see you next week at CPAC. Absolutely. It's really amazing. I just want to reiterate what Hans was saying on the show. I mean, from the Wall Street Journal editorial board, the press corps doesn't usually support government spying, but when it comes to Donald Trump, they're making an exception. (laughs) The journalists who gave themselves prizes for pressing the Russia collusion narrative, that turned out to be false. I mean, you're talking about Pulitzer Prizes, turned out to be fra- false, are now dismissing news that their narrative was inflated at best with false information collected by eavesdropping on Mr. Trump. Eavesdropping and planting fake evidence on servers. We don't apologize for thinking that all of this is news the readers might like to know about. The mystery is is why the rest of the press corps wants everyone to ignore it. And of course, like he said, Hillary Clinton completely ignored the answer, or he ignored the question on this, waved, and kept walking. If you accuse somebody of espionage and spying on a campaign and planting evidence, you think you would stand up and say, no, I didn't do anything. Instead, Hillary Clinton for years took the false narrative that her team created and said, we got to impeach Donald Trump because of this Russia collusion. Mueller's embarrassing, embarrassing press conference after the Mueller report ended that whole narrative. We, we had an inkling all these things were going out and now we're finding out that this was espionage at the highest level. What are we going to do about it, America? We'll be right back on The Buff Show.
1: Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit Cellulartronics.com. Cellulartronics. Since 2012. Cellulartronics.
0: Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer, Orlando. Check out thebuffshow.com. A lot of big events coming up, and we're going to post all those out there. And we look forward to seeing you guys in in, in person. It's a big election season. We had the great event with congressional candidate Willie Montague, and it's always fun to talk to the candidates out there. We're going to head over to Oklahoma now and our good friend, he's been on the show before, you guys know him, you love him, Jackson Lemire. Jackson, welcome back to the show.
3: Hey Matt, thanks for having me on, and I'm going to be in Orlando uh, next week. Oh, you're coming to CPAC. I, I'm com- well, I'm coming, kind of, kind of. I'm actually taking a family vacation, and uh, I'm going to appear at CPAC.
0: Oh, good deal. Well, we'll have to get together and do in-person interviews. Let's do it. We'll be there yeah. all week. Yeah, okay, great. So good time to have the family down for vacation because they just took the masks off at uh, Universal and Disney. That's they just played that
3: one. We're going to Universal.
0: Okay, good. You just, I mean, it's been in the last couple days, they changed their mask policy, so that's great. (laughs) Yeah. But what you'll hear though, when you're walking through, you'll hear a British lady, or I don't know what her accent is, but she's like, if you're unvaccinated, please put on your mask, went in indoor settings and enjoy the (laughs) theme park. You'll hear that 17 times before you actually get to the turnstiles. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, you call him the former vice president, Joe Biden.
3: Yes, sir. And I think he Or, 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 Brandon. Whichever one Brandon. you want. Whichever one you want. <laughs> Brandon is good. He forgot who he worked
0: for. He doesn't even remember that he's the former vice president. Check this out. The cancer moonshot, which I worked very hard on in the administration, the administration I served in last. <laughs>
3: There's so many clips like that. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. And you can kind of see uh, the Democratic Party is really moving away from him. Uh, They're moving away from him. It's the writing is on the wall. So the question is, what's next? You You know, what's next? Obviously, it's not sustainable to continue down this path with somebody who cannot have a coherent conversation. And uh, so it's very sad, actually. It's a very sad thing that our country is in this spot, uh, that you have somebody like former Vice President Joe Biden uh, in the Oval Office illegitimately. You know, he's not a legitimate president. That's why I don't call him President Joe Biden. People all the time, they get so mad. They say you need to refer to him as President Joe Biden. My response is very simple. Stolen elections do not equate to legitimate presidencies. Therefore, I'm going to refer to him as former Vice President Joe Biden. They stole an election in 2020. We saw what they did in 2016 now with the Durham report. They spied on then-candidate President Donald J. Trump. And you just talk about what a disgrace. If they were willing to do that in 2016 against a candidate, what do you think they actually did in 2020 against the sitting president? We know what they did. They stole the election. And so we have to continue to beat this drum of election Integrity. It is the most important issue that our country faces today, and we can't get away from it. It's it's a very interesting thing. There seems to be only a handful of people still beating the drum of election integrity, one of them being President Donald J. Trump. Uh, but I think we've got to do a better job of continually uh, speaking about what happened in 2020. Yeah, we
0: spent the last segment with Hans von Spaskowski from the Heritage Foundation talking about all the espionage that took place in 2016. Right. Jackson, I think if we did a full investigation on 2020, 2020 would look at 2016 and say, Hold my beer.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, we know what they did in 2016 was illegal. We know it was immoral. It was unethical. It's treason. That's treason what happened in 2016. But what happened in 2020? Makes 2016 look like nothing. Makes it look like nothing at all. So this is where we, we cannot lose sight of the narrative. We can get so distracted with so many different things that are before us. But we got to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is election integrity. They stole the 2020 election. We cannot lose sight of that. We cannot lose focus. We got to have laser focus right now. And, uh, you know, I'm doing my best as running for the U.S. Senate here in Oklahoma of beating that drum of election integrity, election integrity, election integrity.
0: I want everyone to check out JacksonLaymire.com. L A H M E Y E R. JacksonLaymire.com. Senate candidate in Oklahoma, fifth district, correct, Jackson? The whole James. state.
3: The whole state. I'm running for U.S. Senate. It's the whole state of Oklahoma. And uh, people, they may struggle going to my website. You know, they're like, uh, Lawmire, how, how, how do you spell that? Don't worry about it. You can go to jacklaw.us, J-A-C-K-L-A-W.us. It'll redirect you to jacksonlawmire.com. And it's also at jacklaw.us that your listeners can download the free COVID-19 religious exemption form. I have signed over 55,000. COVID-19 religious exemption forms helping save thousands of jobs all across the country. So if your listeners are in a battle with their employer and they need a COVID-19 religious exemption form, then go to my website, jacklaw.us. They can download it 100% for free.
0: That is excellent because that was on my list of things to talk to, to talk to it you just about. You, if to you, it. <laughs> if you, you did, and that makes it flow better. That's the awesome thing about it. It makes the interview flow better. We didn't even collude.
3: Right? No, no collusion here. No, no, <laughs> no collusion. No Russians were involved or anything like that. No collusion.
0: That's right. And so, fifty-five thousand jobs saved because if they're coming to you for a religious exemption, right? That's because they actually need one. They not actually just need to it. Keep it in their
3: pocket. They so need those it. are what I have signed. I have personally signed fifty-five thousand COVID nineteen religious exemption forms. That's not how many have been downloaded. Okay, so what we encourage people to do is go to the website. Jacklaw.us, J A C K L A W.us, Jacklaw.us. Download it. Go to your pastor. Have your pastor sign the religious exemption form. Here's the problem we've ran into, Matt. Pastors either don't have the courage or the integrity to sign the religious exemption form for their own congregants. I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. That's why I've had to sign over 55,000 COVID 19 religious exemption forms because Pastors across this country are not signing them. We need more pastors to step up for their people, to help them keep their jobs. For whatever reason, people in their churches are not wanting to take the COVID-19 vaccine. For whatever reason that is. And pastors need to do their job and help their people. Unfortunately, uh, we've had to sign so many, so many. uh, But it's been a beautiful thing as well because we've been able to help out. And we'll continue to help. I hope to sign another 55,000 over the next six months or so or however long this battle goes on for.
0: Well, do you guys want boring James Langford in Oklahoma to represent you? Or do you want a pastor, businessman, conservative, an America first guy in yes. Jackson here based on the Biden logic with those 55,000 uh, exemptions that you've signed and those people got their jobs, you've actually created more jobs than the current administration. <laughs> now,
3: well, here's, here's the bottom line. Uh, big pharma like Pfizer is not going to be sending me any campaign checks. I can promise you that. Now, you know, (laughs) Pfizer is one of the largest donors of James Lankford. Pfizer loves Lankford and Lankford loves Pfizer. Now, the reason Pfizer is not going to be sending me any money is I'm bad for business. I have helped a lot of people uh, not be forced to take their vaccine. Can you imagine a business where you create something and then you mandate Everybody in the country, I mean, that's great business if you can mandate everybody in the country uh, to take your product. I've never heard anything like it in my life. Uh, No wonder they have made so much money. Uh, You know, COVID-19 has been the greatest get-rich-quick scheme ever. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, you know, I've done my part in helping put a dent in their business, meaning uh, we've helped some people not take it. But uh it's very unfortunate how many people were put in a position. Maybe they didn't know that they could use a religious exemption form to not have to take it. So many people, they they took it uh, unwillingly, but they took it anyways because they didn't know what to do. It's very, very sad.
0: That's the first time. And we've said a lot of things about the China flu. That's the first time we called it the quick a uh, get rich
3: quick scheme, it's the greatest get rich quick scheme ever invented. Listen, yeah, it is. You, you're not going to find anything better than creating uh, a problem in COVID-19. Then you have the solution for the problem, and then you mandate everybody takes the you know takes the solution. Which, by the way, it's not really the solution. Natural immunity is a far greater solution than inoculation. But they don't want to talk about that because natural immunity is. 3 99 you know, it's totally free. They hate talking about it.
0: Yeah, we. Were, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. I was going to say that. We got to change the name of a vaccine to, to something else, like it's a therapeutic. A you call it a flu shot, like the flu shot, right? The flu shot's not a vaccine. It's a right. shot. Call we, it the COVID shot.
3: We also, and people like myself, we have done a disservice uh, to our people by calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's mRNA gene therapy. Okay, so it's not a vaccine. The vaccine is where you take a virus and you insert the virus in your body at a small dose. And that way your body builds up immunity to it. That is not what the COVID-19, but you're not putting COVID-19 in your body. You're putting a gene editing your body, which everybody knows that it's mRNA gene therapy. We all know what it is, but we've called it a vaccine and it's not a vaccine. So we need to stop calling it a vaccine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A, a, a vaccine for chickenpox. I know that works as my ch- kids never got chickenpox. Yes. Never have to worry about chickenpox. Stop calling it a vaccine, right? It's a you're, like you said, it's gene therapy. It's Just therapy. call it a shot, you know, call it's it a shot. Therapy. And, um, Which getting, is getting, why
3: these people who have taken it and one, two, three, four boosters, they're still getting the virus. I mean, can you imagine? I would I would be highly upset right now. If yeah. I got, got two shots and four boosters, and I still caught the thing, I mean, I tell you, I would, I would be going to Pfizer saying, "Hey, uh, this didn't work very well." Now, for some reason, it was free for everybody to get, but somebody had to pay for these vaccines. Who do you think paid for all these uh, gene therapy shots that so hmm. many people have taken?
0: Maybe the American people, and we got to put so. a stop to it. And in the immunity it, or from uh, lawsuits, in that, in hospitals and with Pfizer, because this is a joke, four shots and they're still getting sick. Unbelievable. JacksonLaw.com. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us on The Buff Show, but we'll see you in person next week at CPAC. Absolutely.
3: Let's make it happen
0: all right sounds good thank you keep up the great fight we'll be right back on the buff show you guys stay with us you heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show not all homes qualify an energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended if your home qualifies solar is always a prudent financial move all solar energy in longwood has been educating homeowners roofing companies property management firms and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years we have experts to perform no cost no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show.
4: are engraving and more. Mention The Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000, 407-309-3000, and at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical.
0: Welcome back to the Buff Show AM95094.9 FM, the Ensa Orlando. And it is Wednesday. That means countdown to CPAC. And we are now a week away. Mercedes Schla- Schlap on the show with us. Mercedes, how are you
4: doing there? Thank you for having me on. It's great to be back on with you. Um, you know, we're it's a busy, busy place in CPAC right now. The the team is really working hard to finalize the details. Uh, for the agenda, and I got to tell you, we have gotten more people interested in attending this event, and I think it's because as more and more stories come out, whether it be about Hillary Clinton spying on uh, the Trump campaign and looking at Biden's disastrous four years, um, you know, I think Americans want hope, and I think they want to keep learning how they can themselves become part of this American movement, this pro America movement um, to ensure that their voices are heard. And so we're really looking forward to getting a uh, CPAC kicked off next week. And I got to tell you, everyone is coming.
0: Yes. Including the buff show. We'll be there. And I was talking to Matt last week and I said, there's going to be a special energy at this, yes. at this CPAC because of not just Emperor Trudeau and, um, Biden and the defense minister and all this other stuff we're seeing from the socialist left. There is just a hunger to get back on the right track. And it's exciting. People are excited about president Trump, but even if he wasn't coming, I think that energy would still be there. That's just a cherry on top.
4: Yeah, no, I got to tell you, um, there is a sense, and you know, we, Matt's been doing this for several years in putting together this conference and now we don't only have not just one big national conference we've had to expand it to two national conferences because um it really is a place where you network you really connect with like-minded people i i i had an opportunity last year to talk to some of these individuals who had gone to like 50 of trump's rallies and what they do is that they connect with other rally goers and then they all meet at cpac um, yeah. So it's this dynamic, organic grassroots movement. And you know we all, you know we have conservative in our name, but I really, Matt and I, we always talk about how American Conservative Union should just be called the American Union because it is truly about the basics, the values of freedom here in America, what we're doing to protect our freedoms, what we're doing to ensure that we're able to speak up freely, worship freely, you know, protect the Second Amendment and ensure that Americans have a voice in this uh, in this in this country. I mean, I think one of the most surprising uh, news stories that just popped up is uh, the fact that the San Francisco school board election, they ousted, they kicked out three of its members. I mean, in San Francisco, the most liberal (laughs) cities, you're talking about parents having they've had enough. They've had enough. They want their kids to go back to school. They don't want their kids to be wearing masks. They're done with this bureaucratic leftist teachers unions and these administrations that are trying to brainwash our kids and they want change. So now you're seeing not only what I said last year about the year of the parent, now we're seeing the year of the trucker. And I got to tell you, next year it's going to be the year of the American because we got to do what we can to make sure we stop these socialists from taking over our country and fundamentally transforming our country, a line that they use all the time.
0: You're exactly right. The Super Bowl was the breaking point for a lot of California parents and parents around the country. Yes. Everybody that they've seen tweet out about masking up, don't be a mask blank, and put masks on your kids and see them gallivanting and partying around the Super Bowl. That was the breaking point. The very next day in LA County, Mercy, I found out that the kids have to go back to school with double masks. Not just one mask. The day after the Super Bowl, they showed up in double masks in L.A. County schools.
4: Yeah, and what's also inspirational to watch is you're seeing these high school kids, they're walking out of school because they refuse to wear these masks. And I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, these are future Republicans. These are future conservatives. They've had enough of these draconian uh, controls over their lives. These are the kids waking up and saying, I can't do this anymore. And you know what's so sad is, you know, we have five girls. My youngest is a nine-year-old. I if I tell you her story, she's just so funny. She was the type of kid during the the presidential campaign that would write "Go Trump" on her vocab- vocabulary homework, and I had to be like, "Lucia, you you really you know don't do this. Like, let's not bring politics into school." <laughs> but she didn't care. And the one thing is, is we go to a Catholic school, and what and they did go with mask optional because of of the governor Glenn Youngkin's um executive order on making it mask optional in the schools and our school supported that and so you you know you see students uh, I asked her I said how many kids are wearing masks she goes mom it's only seven of us who have taken off our masks and she says that these other kids are so afraid they're afraid to take off their mask they they're so scared they're going to get sick and just think about that that is the fear and the propaganda that the Dr. Fauci machinery did and the Biden administration did to basically get these kids to just comply. And that's where, as parents, we have to keep saying no more. Like, we're not going to put up with this anymore. And and it's why, like, I'm, I'm just done. I won't put on a mask. I just think that it's gotten to a point that they have politicized this issue. They keep changing in terms of the science. And we Americans have to make the best decisions for ourselves and for our families.
0: And that's why enough is enough. That's why you put on the head, the front page of the CPAC website. And I want everybody to check it out. CPAC.conservative.org. Get your tickets now. We're going to be talking about the Reagan dinner here in a second, but that's why you put on there uncanceled, right? No more. The mass formation psychosis can be broken through by people with common sense and get out there and tell other people, look, The masks really don't work. Here's about seven studies that show you that. But you make your own decision. You want to wear a mask. You want to wear 10 masks. You go right ahead. No more mandates. And that goes for you too, Emperor Trudeau, and trying to quash the rebellion up there in Canada. The Freedom Truckers are probably coming down here to America, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But when it comes to CPAC, um, the Buff Show, we booked an entire table at the Reagan dinner. We're very excited about that. Is is there still space available? And that has been moved to Friday, correct?
4: Yes. Well, we have – I can't really say too much, but we have kind of big speakers coming in Saturday night. Um, So we had to move the Reagan dinner over to Friday night so that more people could go to these – big speeches on on Saturday night so we did make that adjustment. Um, so hopefully those who uh, were coming Saturday can still make it to Friday. It's going to be a great dinner uh, with a great program as well and and it's an opportunity to get dressed up which is good to get out of those um, yoga pants and workout clothes right um, So <laughs> that's still happening but uh, you know we're we, you still can get tickets on conservative.org it's a great event. Uh, we're also hosting a women's breakfast that Saturday morning um, where we're going to have great speakers as well. And uh, and it's really an opportunity uh, to bring together a lot of these conservative pro-American women uh, who, you know, just want to spend time and and be able to network and talk about what's happening, the issues that are impacting, uh, you know, our country. And so there's just it's like a, it's the whole week. The whole weekend, a long weekend is just so Filled with energy and with so many great panels with all these experts on what's happening and then you get an opportunity to just meet people across the country um and we kind of joke around that with CPAC if you're single there's always a good chance you might find like the love of your life like your soulmate I don't know how many marriages have gone come out of CPAC so I encourage all those single folks who are looking for love great opportunity. We just got off of of Valentine's day, go to CPAC. God only knows you might find the love of your life there.
0: See, not just great talks, great (laughs) politics, great drinks, but maybe great love, maybe in the corner. I'm all about
4: love. That's for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) And like I try with my daughters, I'm like, you got to find yourself a good conservative Catholic guy who, who fears God and loves this country. So that's, you know, that that's kind of the interview list we have with our daughters if, you know, once they start dating.
0: Yeah, good call on that. <laughs> the Parameters early. Maybe in the corner of the uh, auditorium we can set up a wedding chapel or something.
4: Yeah, know? I know. Really, seriously. <laughs> we'll do speed dating. I was like, we'll do CPAC speed dating. It'd be great.
0: Yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. To see, because there's a lot of like-minded patriots that are going to be there. That's awesome. Listener question for you um, from Nina. She asked, with her general pass, can she walk around Radio Row?
4: Yeah, general pass, you should be able to walk through Radio Row. Um, You know, I find Radio Row, it's expanded tremendously in Orlando. Now I think we're going to have like two really big aisles of of all the radio stations, I find Radio Row to be one of my favorite places to be at CPAC. Not only do we get great radio personalities like yourself, but um, it's also, th- there is where you get to collect a lot of the opinion and chatter of what's happening at CPAC. So absolutely, they'll have access to Radio Row, which of course, a lot of the speakers do then, you know, if they're on stage, a lot of times they get off stage and then go and do their radio hits and it's a great opportunity um, to, you know, to see who's around and who's about. And also, We've got one of our biggest sponsors, Fox Nation. They're going to be there. So I know Kaylee McEnany is going to be there. Um, I'm not sure who she's coming with, but they're going to be broadcasting live from there. And we do a lot of our Fox hits from uh, that whole area, which is normally near Radio Row. Uh, And then we've got the hub. The hub is where you can buy merchandise. We've got a great selection of just CPAC merch, including uh, things with our, you know, T-shirts and hats with our theme awake, not woke. And, uh, and, and it's just a great opportunity to, to, you know, go by and pick up like a lot of these, like the college kids and the high school kids, they love to go get the buttons and, you know, and really there's all these great uh, folks that come out with their merchandise. And, you know, Matt, Matt, my husband just came out with the new book, the desecrators, which is doing great um, on Amazon. And he'll be signing books as well as there'll be other folks coming with their books to sell and, uh, and you can get your signed books, which is going to be fabulous.
0: The whole event's going to be fun, and it kicks off a week from tonight. Go to conservative.org. Get your tickets now while there's still some available. It's going to be great. All day on the show today, That's been it's been fantastic, Mercedes, on the show today, when people from Oklahoma, like wow. a Senate candidate from Oklahoma, or anybody I interview, the first question they ask me is, Matt, you're going to be at CPAC. That's the new buzzword right now on uh, talk radio and the guest says, Matt, you're going to be at CPAC. It's going to be probably Mercedes, the biggest one yet.
4: Yeah, no kidding. I think, uh, you know, I was thinking we should just invite the Freedom Convoy, the truckers to just come down to Orlando. It's a lot warmer than Canada. Let's just start from there. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I think it's going to be one of the biggest that we've had. We've been just so blessed and grateful that our events have just continued to grow. Um, you know, last year, remember, it was really kind of at the height of COVID and there was a lot of concern and it was one of the reasons why we ended up moving CPAC from Maryland to Florida because Florida was a free state under, is a free state under Governor Ron DeSantis' leadership and we were able to have the event and look, it was a scary time, it was a tough time and we were all very concerned as well to make sure that everyone was safe and you know, but I think now we're we're getting to a point as we start seeing these the cases go down, that it's a mild variant, that with all the, um, that you know, people are ready. They're ready to be back in the fight. They're tired of living in fear. They're tired of being in this lockdown type of mentality. And they want to be with, um, you know, people that they can connect to. And I think that's why CPAC this year is more important than ever before because we're seeing the first time in a long time a very fragile president and his team unable to really manage or even provide leadership on any of the topics, including the pandemic, the economy, um, the foreign policy component. And uh, they know we're in real trouble. And it's why it's time to get everyone motivated, get everyone focused, because we are going to be entering the midterm elections. And it's going to take all of us to make sure that we're victorious come November.
0: Now, well said. Absolutely. We're excited a week from tonight. This is Countdown to see back on the buff show. And Mercedes, we only got one left next week. <laughs> next Wednesday. That's, that's right.
4: That's, one. that's right.
0: And then we'll be doing uh meeting in person. And, and then Matt ride. and
4: Mercedes are going to take a very long vacation because we're going to be very tired. No, we're not. But um, you know, it is a, a you know, it is so much energy, so much work. We really are so grateful for our team for putting this massive conference together and we always say that it's not just a conference, it's a movement that you're part of. And for us, just like what you do every single day, is um, you know we make sure that through our CPAC uh, Now shows that we put on every single day, Monday through Friday, we just added a show to our programming, which is Matt Whitaker's Liberty and Justice show that's on Fridays at 7 p.m. We've got Bill Walton, who's we call him like the intellect of the whole group on Monday nights. And then uh, Schlapp and I, you know, get to spend time together. We do our own show, America Uncancelled. That's all streaming on conservative.org. We are expanding the CPAC channel and very excited um, that that's a new project that we've taken on. And I got to tell you, we've had huge success. I mean, we've had one show that hit a million views and uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep reaching out to the millions of people that have tuned in uh, since last March and as we continue to expand our programming. So I've told you, we got to have you on. So I got to make sure that happens.
0: Yes, please do. I'm looking forward to the panel discussion too at CPAC with you. Yeah, all that'll be great. We'll put our application in for the CPAC channel as well.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a deal. That's a deal. Yeah,
0: we'll do that. Mercedes Schlepp, I know you got to run. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
4: Thank you. Thank you for letting us have a voice on your show and being able to let folks know what's the latest, the kind of the backstage you know, uh, secrets of what what's happening at CPAC.
0: That's right. It all started with the car ride. My wife watched that episode and she goes, you guys should do the car ride interview all the time.
4: I know. <laughs> That's usually because there's like, a we have like a, that was us going to South Bend to like deal with our daughter who's in college that they were trying to quarantine her. We called it the Chinese prison quarantine and we had to go oh. like bail her out. So it was a successful trip, and we, and it good. really was kind of funny that we were all in the car when it happened. So um, that was quite an adventure, to say the least.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad the result was good, but the yes, idea thank is, God. yeah, the idea uh, driving uh, the driving show, not carpool karaoke, but carpool <laughs> politics.
4: <laughs> it, it is kind of like reality TV. I have to be honest.
0: It certainly is. You never know what's going to happen. Yep. All right, Mercedes. Thank you so much for joining thank us, on the show. We'll talk thank to you, you next week. All right, that's all the time we have for the bus show. We'll see you next week. Stay smart out there.